Welcome, you're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 27, 2021, and it's the day to celebrate chocolate cake. Now, embrace your host, Zoe Wood, the Video Confidence Coach. Hey crew, it's Zoe the Video Confidence Coach here, your guide to personal branding. And today is going to be, I'm going to say it's going to be more on the story rant time side than most of our other videos, which are usual um, tools, tricks and helpful tutorials for you to build up your personal brand for those who are new to us. But today I just wanted to have an excuse just to do a story time. And through this story, hopefully you will learn from me and you will learn all those lovely things that I didn't do. Um, now I, I want to preface uh, going forward that these are just, you know, part of life experiences. I'm going to be intentionally vague because um, I'm not even sure if this business still runs anymore, but everything that I'm about to describe to you is perfectly legal. <laughs> Somehow, in some way, it's perfectly legal. It doesn't seem morally right, but it's legal. Yay. But that's why I'm just going to be vague about certain things and um, just to cover legally. Because again, I'm building a personal brand. Doesn't mean I have t- I have much money for lawyers. I know plenty of them, but doesn't mean I have money to pay for them just yet. All right, let's get started. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. So let me take you into a lovely story of the day that I got threatened 14 times by random strangers on the phone for not really doing anything major. All right, so let me take you back, all the way back. Um, So I was about just freshly 16 at the time. So I wanna say 2011, somewhere around there. I want to say, 20, say 2010, 2011. Again, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what times. Um, and around this time, I, as well as running my business, which of course I was doing while balancing high school, um, while trying to look for clients, but while also not having a whole lot of internet access, um, I also did a paper route. Um, at the time, it was supposed to be a way of, you can, like, it's guaranteed money, but also you're able to get out there and do exercise and all that good stuff. For any one of those, um, if any of those sound like something that you've heard before in childhood, don't worry, you're not alone. That type of mentality of um, do something that is physically labor to, you know, get you moving, get you exercised. So with this paper round, at around around about the 2010-2011 mark, they had done one of their two yearly audits or something like that. And they decided that instead of paying you this much amount for the amount of papers you're running, because we're going to give you more papers to cover more le- to cover more houses, um, and we're going to pay you less for it for whatever the reasons. And at that time, I just thought, no, nah, no, thank you. Um, I lived in an area that was incredibly hilly. Like most of our hills were at least at a, I don't want to say a full 45 degrees, but they were pretty, you know, um, almost vertical. And I had to push an entire makeshift cart uh, that I made from an old pram to haul all my newspapers. Because at the time, being 15 or 16, I I think I only just got my learner's license, like, uh, you know, like nearing the end of my paper round. So I didn't even have a car for most of it. Um, 
so all that happened. So essentially I dropped it being like, hi, cool, thanks. No, no, thank you. I'm not carrying on. And by the sound of it, a lot of people and a lot of people who were doing the paper round had the same experience of, hi, we're going to pay you less for more. And we're just like, okay, bye. We're just going to find something else. And at this time where I lived and where I worked, I didn't have a whole lot of access to jobs. Um, and there was a little bit of nepotism in the sense that unless you knew someone who knew someone, you weren't really going to get a job, especially if you were 16 and perceived to have no skills. Running a business didn't count for some reason, but that's just my bitterness getting in the way there. <laughs> so essentially what happened was uh, the same woman this was like the fourth one that I'd gone to that time. So um, through my couple of years of running a paper round, the place to pick up the papers or the drop off point, as it was called, um, had moved to four different houses over that two to three year time that I was doing papers. And this fourth woman, um, she gave out these uh, flyers on our last pickup date because, you know, you give you two weeks in and you do the last two weeks. And she gave out these flyers um, and information and started talking us all to us individually. This woman who we never really saw before, we just picked up stuff from her like front yard and her garage. Like we never saw her before. But as soon as like most of us were leaving because we're like, no, thank you. We're not doing this anymore. She started giving out these flyers. Um, and I, of course, I was picking up my papers, so might as well take it with me. And reading it, it was about this business opportunity, again, as a business person, even though I was 15 or 16 at the time, Let, let's come up with the red flags here. And it was about uh, delivering booklets for home shopping. So I said, that makes sense. My grandmother does it. Like, it's something that I haven't heard before. Um, and going through this and there was on the flyer, I did a little bit of internet research while I was at school and it seemed fairly legit. The only thing was, well, there's many red flags coming up, but one of the major red flags was there was no clear, um, money. Like there was no clear indication of this is how much money you would get, um, per hundred, per thousand, um, you know, booklets. Um, there was like, there was no, uh, guaranteed, uh, return on investment which at the time I didn't realize because I'm just like, it's just like the paper round. It's just going to convert the same. No, it is not younger Zoe, but here we are. And one of their major touting factors was, um, you know, this is perfect for stay at home mums who want to exercise. And that was their main sticking point. And again, that should have been a red flag for me because one, I wasn't that, but two, if their main focus, and especially since, um, um, last couple of years, I've gotten into the anti, 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 MLM community. So that for those who aren't aware, it is multi-level, multi-level marketing schemes. So essentially these are pyramid schemes that are legal, quote unquote legal, um, that essentially what you do is instead of making money by selling products or services, you uh, make money in the company by recruiting people under you. And that's essentially how the pyramid works. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of people out there and I communicate, um, with a lot of people who are in these MLMs and I have nothing against the individual. I have all the gripe against the, you know, p big people at the top who, um, you know, make a whole bunch of money for just being the first ones into this very shitty company. And there's a plenty of them out there in the world, but back to what we were talking about. So that should have been a red flag to me that this, as well as not telling me how much I'd actually make. Um, and I think down the bottom in the fine print, it was talking about a commission. Um, it was discussing about who this was perfect for. Perfect for stay at home moms who want exercise. Essentially people who you don't believe are doing who you believe 
Now, I'm not saying you or I, I'm saying the people who have created this business believe that these um, stay-at-home mums or stay-at-home dads, of course, stay-at-home dads weren't even thought of in the situation, um, didn't have anything better to do with their time or they needed more exercise. If stay-at-home mums, you know, want exercise, they will go and get exercise. Like, it's infuriates me now because I know so much now. All right. (laughs) And we're already like, you know, almost 10 minutes in here and I haven't even got to the point. So um, as we were going along and I thought, okay, this is just going to be me converting my skills from newspaper to here. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that much. Um, So I called up the woman, again, the woman at the drop off point who I'd never actually met previous to to that week and said, hi, um, you know, my name's Zoe. I uh, did your paper. I did the paper round for a couple of years and I'm interested in this thing. And she's like, cool. Here are the dates. Here are the times. Um, Come here. I just need you to sign a contract before you go. Again, keeping in mind that at the time I was 15 or 16. I was not, it it wasn't, (laughs) and also, and as soon as she said that, and again, I I had a little bit of, and I worked a little bit around it, because at that time I started my business when I was quite young, so I had to get my parents, whether they liked it or not, to sign almost everything because I wasn't legally an adult yet. Even though I could do anything and everything, I wasn't legally allowed to do it, so I'm like, okay, cool. So I told her, like, hi, you know I'm like 16, right? Um, don't, don't my parents need to sign? And this was another big red flag that I should have seen at the time. Oh no, there's, um, you know, and I can't remember exactly what excuse she gave me, but it was something to brush off. And I just went, okay, you know, it's your thing. You know what to do. And again, that should have been a big red flag to me. So then, um, as I, you know, did, went to the usual spot again, we knew where it was. We picked it up picking up the booklets, they were all in these plastic little sheath bags and these books were like a good two centimeters thick. And I was like, okay. And as she was there, she um, also had the newspapers that I used to be doing, but she paid a lot of attention to me. And what she was doing was she was explaining, okay, look, you've got these, you've got this thick booklet. So you've got um, 350 of these booklets. Okay, so that was around about the amount of papers I was doing. And here's the, um, you know, um, area that you're covering, essentially the same that I was covering with the newspapers. Um, and essentially, and then she went through the list and she says, so you have to give your information on all of these li- these um, slips that have to go into these bags. So you have to provide your name, contact, um, phone number, um, and I think something like an address. And again, at the time, that should have been a big red flag to me of one, this information that I'm giving out. Again, I'm a 16 year old. I am under the legal age, I'm giving out my phone number and my address to strangers in these little booklet things. So I was like, okay, cool. But again, I went with it because I'm like, at that time, there was, um, of course, there was the knowledge of stranger danger. But at this time, I was taking this information from a woman who seemed to know what she was doing. Like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I went through it. um, And as you can probably imagine, signing your name, phone number and address on 350 plus slips took a very long time. Like, um, and she said, oh, I've I've purchased and I've I've, I've invested in a stamp for mine. Um, And she showed me an example of it. And again, you know, this is my first time trying it. This is my first time trying it out. You expect me to have a stamp? 
So cool. So me and a friend at the time, we spent an afternoon just writing all the information down. And that took a really long time because again, you're handwriting all these details. Okay. So then again, then came the day. So I went out, put the booklets out. Um, so you were explicitly told in the instructions to ignore the junk, no junk mail sign. At the time, I should have seen that as a red flag, but again, it's a very big thing. And she did mention off the cuff before I left that, hey, this area we haven't, um, you know, distributed for um, a couple of months. So we just need to, you to, um, you know, uh, give the booklet to everyone. And then from there, you can see um, who wants it and who, do who doesn't. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it was explicitly told in the instructions and in the contract to ignore the no junk mail signs that were on people's letterboxes. And now someone who does have that on their letterbox, I can understand the frustration. But what's gonna come next? You're probably gonna be a little bit shocked by, or you might already know because I may have put this in the title of the video, but sorry, on the title of the podcast, I should say, but let's get onto that, shall we? Do video podcast. So essentially this was done on say a Friday night as per instructed. I delivered all the booklets, um, put it in the mailboxes, put it on people's door. No, no, no. I distinctly remember now. It wasn't in mailboxes. I had to put them on people's front doors. Yeah, that was what was I was, that was what I was instructed. And then I did this, you know, for this very large area, done, set back and just chilled. Then the next day was a Saturday and I caught, um, I got up early, caught the bus and I believe this was also on the school holidays. So it was Saturday school holidays. And I was spending the day with a friend who had received some pretty bad health news. So essentially a couple of days before, this was a very good friend at the time. Um, she'd received some, obviously I'm not gonna say it, but she, some pretty bad health news that, you know, was pretty impactful. So I said, look, let's just go out. Let's, um, you know, sit in the park. It's gonna be a good day on Saturday. We'll just sit and talk and relax. And so there we are sitting in this, you know, um, in the Johnson Park in Geelong. And we're just sitting there talking. And as we were talking and as I was like listening there, doing my best just to listen to her and be there for her, because it's a pretty stressful time for her. I kept getting these phone calls and the first ones I just kept, I just ignored because I was like, no, I'm focusing on my friend. But it was getting to the point where I was getting like two or three and I'm like, I'm sorry, I really need to pick this up. Maybe it's um, it's all from numbers I don't know, but maybe it's um, my parents or friends or I, I don't know, but do you mind if I... And the next time it called, so again, this was like, you know, morning, afternoon, you know, midday stuff. And I picked up the phone and I um, picked it up and I said, hello. And this said, hey, is this Zoe? And I just said, um, yes, can I help you? So again, putting on my business voice, because um, at the time I was reaching out to clients, but I didn't actively, um, you know, pursue anything. Because again, I was in high school while trying to do high school things as well as doing all these other things. <laughs> and the reason this is a little bit difficult to say, because again, I do not want to swear as much as I probably do on my podcast or on my videos. But you can just hear this full grown male voice <laughs> screaming at me through the phone about... Um, you know, how this booklet was, um, you know, on the front door and all, all these things. And it was just screaming. At the time I was just like, a, a, again, a 15, 16 year old, 
I, 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 and I remember at the time, this was like back in the day when I had a Nokia. <laughs> so I had like this like indestructible little Nokia brick. And <laughs> I just remember just not being able to get a word in because all this, um, this all this um, large male voice was saying was just screaming at me at how I was a pathetic human being of how terrible I was of how I should never have done this and all these things all for a booklet that was on your front door um, and again I completely understand um, now that I am older and I've had this experience and having people drop things on your um, front door is kind of scary but also just really off-putting especially if they're trying to sell you something but I was instructed to do this. I was instructed by people at the time that I trusted. And again, I'm not making any excuses because I'm the one that decided to take on this job. Well, at the time I thought it was a job, <laughs> but he was not the only one. And after I said, and after I had listened to this man rant on me through the phone, and again, my friend is sitting right across from me, across, across the picnic blanket on a sunny day, like staring right across from me. She could see that I was literally crumbling because and shaking because, yes, <laughs> this full-grown male is literally screaming at me for a book that may or may not be on his property. So there was all this, like, and I'm like, and then after I finished that, after he had got it all out of his system, he said, you got that? And I just said, yes. And then he hung up the phone, so I stopped. And I was like, okay. And again, my friend, who I, may I remind you, I was there for her. I was there for them. I, like I was supposed to be there to uh, like help them, to make them feel better. And I looked at all these messages, these text messages that I was getting on my phone. And it was just all these like terrible things uh, being said to me again, because my name and my number and my address was on the freaking <laughs> slip. So then over this day, um, I, and then I looked at the messages and I, I listened to a couple of the voicemails and it was the same thing from angry people, just like, you know, very different things. of just these people just screaming at me and I was trying my best just not to think about it. And again, I turned, uh, eventually I just turned off my phone and I was pretty much in a ball crying. Cause again, yes, it was a situation that I, quote unquote, I had put myself in. But again, I was 16. I was under the legal agent of an adult. I had given my personal information to these people. And on that day I was not there cause I was there with, I was there with my friend who then had to comfort me for the rest of the day. And they had actually come to my house. They had come to my house with this, you know, bag and this stupid freaking book in hand where my, um, I think it was either my father or my mother had answered the door. And I do distinctly remember um, my biological father mentioning that, you know, as soon as he came to the door, these people kind of stood back because, you know, he's big. But their reaction to him was very different to the way that they acted to me on the phone. And they, and it was what happened again, happened multiple times um, that they came to my house to drop this off and just yell at, you know, my father or mother who was there. 
So eventually, after I had turned my phone on, uh, um, after after all that situation, I um, and you know been able to compose myself, I called the manager and said, "Look, this is what is happening. I have received like eight calls by this point, um, you know, and multiple multiple texts of people threatening me, and um, because of this stuff." And she's like, "Oh, this has never happened before. Are you sure?" It's because of this? Big whooping red red flag right there, like bam, bam, bam. That is, <laughs> that, that that is, yes, you, you can be surprised that that type of thing was just like, you've, you've read, you've heard this before. You've heard of people doing this before. <sighs> so yes, after that day that I had composed and felt a little better, <laughs> and again, my friend who I was there to support, I remind you, I was there to support her, had, you know, made me feel better, done all that. And even, you know, I was pretty much shaking by the end of the day. And um, my parents had called me as well. So I got back to them straight away and they're like, what the hell is going on? What did you do? And I said, this is what happened. You know, you drove me to this place. Um, I told you about it and you said it was fine. Again, I didn't really run much past things past my parents. But again, with their all wisdom, they said it was fine. <laughs> but I still had to go and finish the job. Despite everything that had happened, and I made it clear to that manager on the phone call, well then, I, this is not what I want. I don't want a job where I am being called and threatened and people know where I live for whatever money that is. Cool, fun. <laughs> so then the next day, uh, oh yeah, and my, um, I, like I wasn't even in the right mind to catch a bus um, back home. So um, my friends, um, parents were nice enough to take me back home and it was just there was that shakiness but again i had to go out and do it so then the next day um or it was that evening i can't remember exactly but i had to go out and collect these booklets because they would have information written on the docket and then i would go back to the ones that had the information on the docket for me to collect the money and what have you so then that was the process so I was already feeling quite on edge because again, I had been threatened by multiple, multiple people, multiple people I had been threatened. And I went and picked up the booklets and there was like two, two that actually filled the information out. There was about six or seven of them with profanities written on the dockets. Um, and you know, again, uh, written threats on them in Sharpie marker or what have you, um, you know, saying about me and what have you and again because they can put a name to it that's where they focus their anger and vitriol and through all the you know verbal threats that i had heard it wasn't the first time that they'd done that like as she said you know we hadn't touched this you know delivery area in you know a couple of months turns out it was only a month and a half ago than the last person did it and they got the same thing turns out Okay, so then went off, went to the same area, picked everything up, being extra cautious, because again, these people, and I don't know who they are or where they came from, because again, I didn't exactly know, they just had my details, and I was quite scared, <laughs> um, you know, that they were going to attack me because of the amount of hate and vitriol that I had been given that day, sorry, given the previous day. So then I picked everything up, looked at everything, and I was like, okay, cool. Out of all these things that I'd managed to pick up, I had two dockets. So then I followed up, um, 
you know, I think it was either the next day I followed up with these dockets and the first one didn't answer. And this, and they actually had the pickup times written on there for, that's prefer, pre preferable to them. So I did it, that person didn't pick up, so I just didn't bother with it. Second one, again, was this really nice couple. Um, and they, you know, welcomed me in and just said, hey, just, um, you know, wait in the foyer and I'll go get the money for you. Um, and you know, this, and this nice couple, um, and again, I was, I was, I was panicking a bit because again, out of everything that's happened so far, how do I know that these people are just the same angry people? They just, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, highly unsafe more than it already was. So then I was there, I picked up the money, however, like however much money it was, I think it was like 25 bucks or something ridiculous like that. Um, and then I got it and then cool. And then I went back to the drop off spot or what have you and handed back over the information, keeping in mind that all the booklets I had picked up in these plastic bags that either weren't touched or people, you know, written profanities or whatever I had to recycle in our own family recycling bin, which is, I feel like is it more than anything. And you know what the best bit hasn't even, the best bit hasn't even yet to come yet. I haven't even told you how much I eventually actually made from that. And after the sponsor spot, I'll tell you how much I made. Sponsored spot. If you are enjoying my lovely rant so far and experiencing or feeling any of the feels from this, or if you have had this experience in your past, feel free to reach out to me um, on my DMs uh, on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever suits you, feel free to reach out to me. Not in a salesy way, just in a like camaraderie way. If you've ever had this experience yourself, feel free because there's been a few people I've come across in my real life that have had this sort of experience, but not to the extent that I had. Um, and if you have enjoyed so far, if you've listened or watched me so far, feel free to subscribe to the Do Video Podcast, where we have three episodes a week um, revolving around everything about building your personal brand, about building your business, and all those good things. So let's get on to the fun bit, shall we? You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Okay, are you ready? Okay, so we are, I'm going to ask you below, so a little bit of action for you, um, either if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching this on my website or if you're watching, um, if you're just listening to this on your podcaster, um, why don't you, um, you know, go to the comments below on your podcaster catcher of choice or even just, um, you know, go to our social media where our post is and I want you to comment below on how much I managed to make for the nine plus hours of work. So again, keeping in mind that I had to also pick up and drop off the booklets, both um, in the area of physically doing it by hand, as well as um, going by a car to pick and drop them off. Sorry, pick, pick up the um, booklets and then drop off the money. Three, um, the actual being me listening to people threatening me over the phone. Um, and all that lovely stuff, as well as not to forget the multiple after like the afternoon that me and my friend, two people had to take just to sign our information into those, um, sign my information into those dockets. So keeping that all in mind, nine plus hours, of course, it probably would have taken more because it was my first time doing it. Um, and it will always take longer than you think, but I'm, I'm imagining around nine hours, give or take. I want you to comment how much money you think I made. For all, for all of that, 
all that. Drum roll. $6.03. That's right, you heard it. $6.03 for over nine hours plus work, being threatened 14 times by multiple people. All of this physical labor, and emotional labor, not to mind you, for a commission of $3 and six, um, sorry, for a commission of $6.03. Yeah, and as I said, as I said at the start of this podcast, it's totally legal. It's because you're doing it based on commission. And the idea being that, you know, this idea that, you know, you get extra stuff with on commission. Personally, I believe if you quote unquote work on commission, that you should have a baseline of, you know, 15, 20, $20 an hour if you work in Australia. Obviously, it's different for different countries, but at like minimal living wage and then your commission you put on top is whatever, you know, you make from that particular sale. But the whole thing, that whole situation, $6.03, didn't even cover the petrol to even pick up the damn things. And... Even though throughout this experience and throughout this podcast that is probably quite long at this point, it may feel like I got quite flustered and quite, uh, quite upset because I, at the time I did. At the time I was quite upset. And as you can imagine why. But now that I've had time and space, almost 10 years at this point, um, give or take, I am quite grateful for the experience. Even though I was threatened and strangers who wanted to hurt me had my um, address and my phone number and my name I wasn't physically hurt I wasn't put in I was put in a lot of danger by this company but nothing else come out from that after people had had their go at me um, I had a few more calls following those weeks but I don't really count those mainly because I'd already given up the job and from that, you know, for I think the following six months after that incident, I didn't pick up any phone call that was not um, already in my contacts. And even if I did listen to that message afterwards, if I heard a hint of aggression whatsoever, I just deleted the message and just went on my day. But one thing that I'll stress to you now is the reason that I am now grateful for the experience um, of learning these red flags and all these things and being able to share these with you so then you can avoid them in the future is because I'm no longer in it. I'm no longer in the situation where people are calling my number and threatening me. I'm no longer in the situation where I'm lugging around these books of random crap for $6.03. I'm no longer in a situation that I am being threatened or physically abused in any way or emotionally or mentally abused in any way. I am grateful now that I am outside of that. It's hard to be grateful and optimistic when you're in it. But that's the thing that I want for you to keep in mind when you work with your clients or when you work with people who are either going through a situation that you are in that you are training people to overcome 
or if you are people are going through their own situation and just experiencing that for the first time be gracious be grateful and be optimistic be there to provide support and help and understand that you've been in there in the past so as I mentioned before that if you have ever had this experience yourself and you need someone to talk to feel free to reach out to me I know it's not inherently personal branding and Zoe talking about all that stuff I know it's not inherently that but I understand where you're coming from and I want you to understand that I am here for you so feel free to reach out to me on any of my contacts either in the description below or on any of my social medias and we can have a chat about how that was bullcrap <laughs> but how we have moved past it. And if you are currently in this experience right now, you can get past it. Yes, I was in a privileged position to be able to drop that and be able to live off the savings that I made previously in my newspaper round. Wasn't much, didn't get me far, but I was able to then use that time and effort that I would have spent on that to um, go canvassing in you know, industrial areas for people who needed videography services. I was able to like use that and use that time and energy effectively for something that yes, wasn't a um, paycheck that I could depend upon, but it was something that I wasn't being threatened <laughs> with. It was something that I was giving out my contact information, but not my address. And that's something that I want to remind you that if you feel like there are red flags, Google it use the world wide web more than I had access to, to be able to see if other people have had the same experience as you. And if you need to stay away from them. Before we end the podcast, I would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wadarung people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians and owners of the land on which I produce this podcast. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I stand with the traditional custodians of these lands in working towards a more equal future. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people continue to face discrimination and disadvantage due to our country's colonial past. I stand with them in their fight against injustice. The Do Video podcast and Video Confidence Coach exist purely for educational purposes and all information provided is of a general nature and should not be solely relied upon to make a branding decision. That's why you get me to consult with you directly. Wink wink. My email is pod at vcc.training if you're interested. I ask if you like the show to subscribe and give me five shining stars on your review on your podcaster of choice. And join the Video Confidence crew by following me on my socials. Links in the show notes below. TLDW, too long, didn't watch. So see um, if you get a job offer or anything like that or any sort of work or job, make sure that you know or see the price or the salary that you'll be um, getting for the work. If there's no amount, don't do the work. Have a clear port of call for any issues, updates or changes like a manager or someone's or even a manager manager. Have someone above you that you can talk to when things go wrong, because if that person above you is not helping, then someone above them is going to help. And if you don't get clear answers to your questions, walk away. If they are being obtuse in any way, you walk away. What's next? Thank you so much for listening to this lovely rant and looking how much time it's taken. Oh, it was a rant. But as I said, if you feel like you have experienced this type of thing in any way, feel free to reach out to me. 
Um, I'm not, I don't believe I can actually help you with any of the physical, mental or anything like that. But if you need a friend who experienced the same thing as you, feel free to reach out to me. The one thing that I would like you to do next is to check out the video, the facts that stand out, sorry, the facts about standing out where um, using your personal brand. It's about, you know, um, uh, a little bit more of a rant about my um, personal experiences in life, but that experience or that entrepreneurial drive to just keep going and keep doing and have an action that comes out of your talking. So if you ever have that experience as well, why don't you check out that video? All right. I will hear you guys. You'll hear me. I will see you guys. You'll see me um, next time. And hopefully the next time it won't be a rant. All right. Bye guys.